Hi, everybody. This is Dean Chris back in the studio. We have just had many ceremonies honoring those who died on 9-11-2001. And today's podcast is going to be about an author who wrote a book called Scrambled. His name is Martin Richards, and he actually was scrambled from Otis Air Force Base, or actually the National Guard Base, on Martha's Vineyard on September 11, 2001. And in his book, he talks about leading in high-pressure situations, and I think you're going to really like today's podcast. So if you will, as we always say, set back, turn up the volume, and get ready to change your life. Hi, I'm Dean Chris. Welcome to Straight Talk on Leadership. This is what we'd like to say is the no BS zone, where we give you leadership tips, ideas, and practical suggestions to help you become a top leadership performer. Our goal is simple, help you become the best version of yourself and reach your highest potential as a leader. So sit back, turn up the volume, and ready to change your life. Hi, everybody. Dean Chris in the studio today on in podcast. I think we're at number 92. Wow. We want to thank all of you who listen every week and you have just or your first time listener. We want to thank you for joining us on our podcast. You know, it takes a lot of work and dedication, takes a lot of time, takes a lot of commitment to do 92 podcasts. If you think about it, that's a lot of hours in the studio. And I want to thank all the staff at LHLN, Andrew Crisp, who does the editing, Kelly Corvin, who pushes me every week to really get content out there and really wants me to have a conversation with uh, the audience. And Kelly is on the podcast a few times with us, and I really appreciate her joining me. And today I'm going to do solo, but Kelly, I want to thank you. And I want to thank Mackenzie uh, Craig, uh, who is a new member of our staff, who has uh, really been working on our website. Man, you ought to go to lhln.org and look at our website. We got some exciting information on there, and we got a lot happening here at Leaders Helping Leaders Network on the Straight Talk on Leadership, the No BS on podcast. So I want to thank all those folks. Without them, this would be impossible, and I really, really do appreciate them. If you haven't had a chance to check out our classes, we're just doing so many classes across this great country. What an honor and a privilege it is for me to go out weekly and meet with students and help change people's lives. Because at LHLN and Straight Talk on Leadership, we believe in one thing, changing people's lives for the better. And that's why we do this every single week. We couldn't do it without you. So if you'd go to LHLN.org and look at our classes coming to your area, we're doing Master Presenter this week. I'll be in Nashville, Tennessee, getting ready to leave shortly to head over there. Got a number of people in the classroom. So excited to be with them this week on the Master Presenter Master Leader course. That's a course where we take an in-depth look at leadership and we let you, the student, do a lot of immersive training, a lot of presentations, a lot of in-depth study of really who you are as a leader. What are your skill sets? What can I do to improve? Everybody who goes to that class comes out of that class and claims it's life-changing 
These are not my words. Those are the words of the students. So I'd like to invite you to, if you've got one in your area, or if you want to host one, give us a call or contact Kelly Corvin at LHLN.org. Also, the intentional leadership in a class that I am so excited about. Can't talk about a lot right now, but a class that's designed to get the police officer to connect to the communities in this challenging times that we're facing, really being able to continue to do their job, do it proactively, and uh, learn how to be the best police officer in today's crazy, tough environment. Getting ready to release that course in the next month or so. We've got so many exciting things. So I'm just giving you a quick tease about the program or about the class that's coming up. Stay tuned and we'll be telling you more about that. It's one of those courses that we believe is going to make a difference. Matter of fact, we don't think it's going to be a course. We hope it's going to be a movement in terms of what the challenges are right now. And I know that's a lot to claim, but we really believe it's going to make a difference in connecting with this mind shift that's necessary in order to police in this 21st century. There's many, many challenges out there, and leadership is so complex at times, yet simple. So folks want to talk about the podcast today. I want to get you uh, in honor of 9-11, in honor of those heroes who died, unfortunately, on 9-11, but also in honor of all the people who were leaders during that period of time and who really brought us out of that chaos and brought us in to the new world that we now live in. And in honor of them, I'm going to talk about in this podcast, I'm going to talk about a book that was written by an author named Martin Richards, who was an F-15 pilot who was actually scrambled from Otis uh, National Guard base on September 11, 2001. And, you know, I was actually working that day. I was a uh, police chief, and I remember sitting in my office, and I just had come to work. And as normal, we have a briefing every morning, and well, we had uh, just about ready to walk into our briefing, and uh, one of the employees there had heard some chatter on the TV that a plane had actually hit the Trade Center or the towers. So we went back into the office area there and turned the television on. And uh, like millions of Americans and like many of you, we started watching the TV and we started watching the horror unfold of that day. And I can remember thinking about the hopelessness that I felt that day that our country was under attack. And what in the world were we going to be able to do as leaders? Matter of fact, the sheriff of Greenville County now, who was a sergeant at the time at the Greer Police Department working with me, Hobart Lewis, he and I actually did some scrambling of our own. And we went to the airport and offered any assistance. The airport was in the city limits of Greer. The GSP, the Greenville-Spartanburg International Airport, uh, is actually in the city. And uh, we scrambled over there to uh, Tommy Watson, who was the police chief at the time, and offered any services. We put all of our people on standby. We just didn't know what was going to happen. And like many of you, we were just waiting to see. And then as we watched the towers collapse, I remember that just sense of absolute unbelievable, crazy feeling of just helplessness and hopelessness for that few moments. And then you saw the, the television. And then shortly after that, we see the Pentagon. And then 
man, we know right away that our country is under attack. And today I'm going to talk about a book written by Martin Richards, who is an F-15 pilot and who was scrambled the day of 9-11. He was actually on duty on Martha's Vineyard at Otis National Guard Base. And he writes a book about how to lead in high pressure, high pressure situations. And he's got some tips on that I want to pass on to you and that I got out of reading the book. Uh, it's written from a pilot's perspective, as you can imagine, because he is a pilot. And I believe he actually was flying for United Airlines at the time. And so he was scrambled that day on uh, uh, September 11, 2001, was actually working. And he got up in the air and he was uh, he was uh, charged with intercepting a number of aircraft that they could not get in touch with or that was under radio silence that day. And uh, he actually heard on the radio uh, when uh, Flight 93 disappeared that they uh, were they were tracking it in and they were actually going to intercept it. And uh, he was loaded that day fully. And uh, he said when he was loaded that he had uh, very clear, very, very clear instructions to intercept, to identify, divert. And if there was no response to fire upon an aircraft, an airline, can you imagine uh, if our fighter pilots had been charged that day with firing upon a loaded commercial airline over United States airspace. And so they uh, remember, uh, he remembers in the book talking about to folks about just the chaos that was unfolding and the uh, uncertainty that was unfolded and how everybody was scrambling under a high pressure situation. And so normally their missions, as according to Martin Richards, were uh, during the Cold War, they played cat and mouse games with the Soviets and they would go offshore and track them and the Soviets would track us. And, and then during the the nineties, they were actually doing drug interdictions, helping the coast guard track airplanes that may be coming in late at night, trying to fly under the radar. And so on this particular day though, he was put in the air uh, charge. Can you imagine the intensity of that moment realizing that uh, this was so real that you might be responsible for taking out a number of innocent lives that are going to be on an American airlines. I mean, it would, it's just crazy to think about the stress. And so uh, Martin Richards talks about three leadership axioms, if you will. And I'm going to talk about those for just a minute and summarize some of the things he says. And he says three leadership axioms. And, and, and as you well, as you well know, an axiom is what you base leadership on. It's kind of the axis, if you will, of what, how leadership spins or what it does. And so he said the, the three leadership axioms that he learned and particularly uh, that day is the fact of uh, the first one is speed is life. And, you know, I, I would imagine that for a fighter pilot, that would be so true. But some of us get caught up in, you know, we don't really are not in a hurry to do anything. We're not really pushed or forced to do something. So keeping in mind, when he said speed is life, he doesn't just mean that when you're a fighter pilot. In the book, he actually describes that you have to have a sense of urgency about moving yourself forward, about not only improving the culture and your organization, but about improving yourself. And I really like that where he says, you know, speed is life and 
having a sense of urgency or having a course that you're charting and getting on with it. You know, a lot of us, we procrastinate, we sit around, we don't really push ourselves, even though we know that we should be moving our life forward. We, we some, sometimes sit down and wait. And when we wait, it just is too late. And I really like that axiom of speed is life, which you got to have some, some sense of urgency. And if you're a leader in today's world, in the law enforcement world, this is so absolute true. You have to, it's just the truth. You have to have a sense of urgency. One of the things that has been on my mind lately, and it's kind of, it's concerning to me. And one of the reasons why I'm developing this new course that I'm developing is that I see a lot of leaders around the country and don't get me wrong. They're, they're great leaders and they're people who are doing some great things, but in law enforcement in general, it appears that we are just sitting around waiting for things to settle down, that we're just waiting on things to return back to normal prior to George Floyd and prior to Michael Brown at the Ferguson case. We're just waiting things to slow down and kind of to return to normal and the public to go back to believing that police are good and going back to believing that police officers are your friend and all those things. But I, I'm I'm afraid that that day is gone. Uh, I believe police leaders have to, have to take an aggressive stance and they have to go out and develop programs, commit to relationships and not just wait on things to happen as it relates to determine the future of law enforcement. Our narrative in law enforcement has been stolen from us. It's been taken from the news media. It's been uh, diverted, if you will, into something that's negative. And we can no longer wait on news media outlets to be our advocates. We've got to do something. And I believe that when you look at Martin Richards talking about speed is life, I think there is such a sense of urgency to create an environment where police are viewed again as friends, as assets to the community and as a vital part. Now, everybody knows police are a vital part of the community. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is we cannot sit back and just simply wait on things to return to normal. They're not going to return to normal. The way people think is so different. The scars that were uh brought upon our nation by George Floyd, by the Ferguson incident, although those were justified instances. People don't believe police anymore. They believe these videos that are put out there without context. And we got to do a better job of getting our message out. And I just don't think we should be waiting around. Let's take a short break from the show and we'll be right back. Hey, Straight Talk listeners, this is Kelly Corvin, Director of Business Development here at LHLN, just wanting to highlight one of our signature courses, Intentional Leadership. Many of you have taken that class, but many of you have not, and I just wanted to let you know that it is two and a half days of action-packed, next-level leadership development. I don't care where you are on your journey, you can be starting out as a supervisor or at the executive level. You will learn the new way to lead in the 21st century from one of the top leadership influencers, Dean Crisp. Learn more about that class, where it's being hosted this year, 
or request to host a class at www.lhln.org. So we're going to have a new course here soon that we believe is going to really help reconnect the officer to the communities. But right now, I do believe in this sense of urgency that speed is life. And the second thing he says is in his axiom, there's three of them, is the lose sight, lose fight. And what he means by that is if you lose sight of your enemy, if you lose sight of what you're trying to accomplish, that you simply are going to lose the fight. And I believe that is so true. Because what will happen is, is they'll hit you when you're not looking, that the things that you think are just going to fall into back to normal, they're not going to return to normal. So when you lose sight, you lose the fight. And I really like that. And what he's basically saying there is don't take your eyes off what you're trying to accomplish. Don't get into that mindset that it'll just be okay. And I really like that axiom of lose sight lose the fight. And, you know, I really think that is so true. And Sun Tzu says that if you know your enemy and you know yourself in a hundred battles, you will be victorious. If you know your enemy and don't know yourself, you'd only got 50 battles, you'll be victorious. And if you don't know yourself and don't know your enemy, you've got no chance at all. And that's really what Martin Richard is saying there is the fact that if you don't, if you lose sight of what you're trying to accomplish and the threats that are out there and the things that are out there that can cause us harm, I believe that we're going to lose that fight. And I really like that. Lose sight, lose the fight. And the next one I like is, and this is one of my favorite, and, and I use this to really uh, talk about mentorship a great deal. And uh, when, when I talk about mentorship, it, really what mentorship is, is forming a partnership with someone to really get better. And being a mentor can really be tough these days because of how we've got this old view of mentorship. But mentoring can be done many, many ways. But this next axiom is called check six. And what that means is that imagine a fighter pilot. They're looking straight ahead and they're looking at the clock. And there's 12 o'clock at the top, 3 o'clock to their right, 9 o'clock to their left, and 6 o'clock to their bottom. And that's the only thing they can't see is that 6 o'clock time. And so when they refer to check six, they talk about their wing person, the person that really helps them see things they can't see. And what Martin Richards says in crisis situations, you really need to have someone to help you see the bigger picture. Or in leadership, you really need to have someone as your wing person. I love that axiom. And one of the things that I've uh, done lately is create this concept of team of one equals team of two, which then in turn can become a team of we. And that simply means that if you're not a team of one, meaning you're not trying to be your absolute best and you're not trying to do the best for the organization, you can never be a team of two. Now, the second you become a team of two, now you see the picture differently. It becomes about service, not only to you, but to someone else. And that's a tremendous concept. And then only then can you become a team of we. And a lot of leaders make the mistake of looking at the team of one and thinking a person can become a team of we. Not possible. You first have got to be a team of one, a team of two, and a team of we. And the way you form a team of two is to find someone to be a check sixer for you. 
And I really like that. And, you know, when Martin Richards talks about check six, I don't think there's any really better way to describe it. So I'm not trying to read the whole book to you here, nor am I trying to like summarize the entire book. I'm just giving you some points in this book that I think are really relevant and that you're going to really like. And he talks about leading in crisis, like leading under extreme threats, which is what, uh, you know, was happening on 9-11. And, and I think that his, uh, his axioms or his kind of dealing with threats and leading in crisis are just really great. And he has three points and he used them as ACE, which is ACE. And so all of you know that using the pilot's uh, words, an ace is someone who is uh, the the better one of the pilots, who's the one that leads the way. That's the one that knows about the battle and, and has more because the ace in battle, you know, it's like number one. And he says what an ace does is number one, he says, using the word A, that they abate the threat. In other words, they stop the bleeding. And if you're in a crisis period of time now, or if you're in a time in your life where things are not working as good as they should, and you feel like that you need to kind of get control more of your life, I think this is such great advice. He says, you have to abate the threat, stop the bleeding. And I think that is so true. Stop the bleeding, if you will. You've got to turn, put the tourniquet on and slow down for a moment just to stop the bleeding. I really, really like that. The second thing he says is you have to control the situation. So after you stop the bleeding, you put the tourniquet on, you have to control the situation. Now, the way I look at that is you have to break it down into small pieces. And I know that I've been in crisis period of time a number of times as a leader, whether it be an officer involved shooting, whether it be a personal situation involved where they're actually shooting at us. And I've been in those or if it's times where. You know, you're in a meeting where it's just gotten out of control or whatever your situation that you're in a crisis. Controlling the situation doesn't mean that you jump up and say, all right, I got this. You know, I'm in control. No, what it really means is that you break it down into smaller pieces and you start handling those situations piece by piece. Most crisis situations are far too difficult to handle at one time. It takes a a concerted effort of planning and execution. And the third thing of the ACE is to evaluate a plan, create a plan, and then execute it. I really love that one. You know, a lot of people will create a plan. They know this is what they need to do, and then they will not follow it. It just is so confusing to me sometimes how we can spend so much time developing this strategy and develop this plan. And that doesn't mean we don't evaluate it as we're doing it. No, you certainly are evaluating your plan. Don't get me wrong. You have to evaluate as you go. But what happens is, is after a few days, you don't see any result, then you'll quit. And, you know, we have spent so much time figuring this thing out and we develop a plan. And then when it doesn't get an immediate result, we abandon it. And I just think that that's such great advice is evaluate the plan, execute it, give it time, have that sense of urgency, if you will, speed is life, but have enough patience. And that is the sweet spot, right? A sense of urgency with amount of patience to let something really work and see how it's going to really unfold. 
Folks, I tell you, I've enjoyed this uh, summary with you of the book Scrambled, written by Mark, Martin Richards. Uh, you can actually go on uh, www.scrambledthebook.com and you can see a copy of the book on there. Maybe I can call Martin Richards up, maybe get him on the podcast. We'll see if that might be a possibility and let him talk about some more of these things in depth. But this book was recommended to me by Paul Shastany, who is a former police chief in Stoughton. And uh, he's a great friend of mine, used to be the president of the FBI LIDA organization, uh, served six years there. And Paul recommended this book and I got it and enjoyed it. And so hopefully you'll take a look and you'll learn from some of these lessons on the podcast today. And I so enjoyed just spending these few moments with just you and I in the podcast booth, giving you some of my thoughts on leadership. I really appreciate the support. You know what? Come out and see us at a class. Invite us to a live event. We'd love to do a speaking engagement for you. And at LHLN, we are so committed to your growth and our growth that we just love what we do here. And we've got a number of dedicated folks who are helping us and contact us and we'll be we'll see if we can't get together. So, folks, thank you again for joining the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Godspeed to you and. You know, remember all those folks this week who died on 9-11, who uh, sacrificed their life for our country, and they were innocent victims of the terror threat. And thank God we've got leadership that was in control at that time that allowed us to never have an event like that again. And so with that being said, stay safe out there. Keep yourself uh, in front in the forefront of leadership. Keep yourself uh, right on that goal of being the best that you can be and also Keep that mindset. Uh, Today's world is really tough and keep that positive mindset. And as I always say, until next time, I'm Dean Crisp. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk on Leadership with Dean Crisp. Make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can go to www.lhln.org to find upcoming classes where you can book Dean for his new class. And you can also... Check out his new book, Essential Leadership Lessons from the Thin Blue Line. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.